Welcome to the 49th episode of the Insurance Asia podcast. I'm your host, Scott Pugh, and this week we're joined by Natalie Dow, uh, also known as Rockstar Arms um, and, uh, and quite the social media influencer. Over 420,000 followers on on Instagram. Um, But what really is impressive about Natalie is her evolution in in sport, having been a CrossFit athlete and uh, and gone to race Spartan and up to the world champs. And in the last three years, essentially finding ultra and becoming becoming an uh, ultra endurance runner. it's quite timely that we've had Natalie on and we've been planning, we have had her on in the past when she was um, preparing for the uh, Beach um, Backyard Ultra in Singapore that was hosted by um, by Fatbird Events and, and Jerry Chua. Um, and we had her on before that event where she um, she put in a great performance. But we've been meaning to get her back on to have like a, a, a long one-to-one with her. And um, it just so happens that we got her back in the week of um, International Women's Day. And she really is an impressive, inspiring woman. Um, and we were delighted to have her on to, to celebrate uh, this week of International Women's Day. Um, so with that, here is Natalie Dow. Tell the truthful story if they ever ask. Stop the complaining because things ain't that bad. Hello, Natalie. Welcome to the Endurance Asia podcast. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, yeah, it's been quite a while in the making. I actually... I cast my mind back. It's one of my one of my good mates um, sent me a message. He lives in Singapore. He's like, "Oh, you should get this lady Natalie onto your uh, onto your podcast." And he like he sent me your Instagram handle. And uh, I think at that time you probably had like two hundred and fifty thousand followers on Instagram. I'm like, why would she want to come on our little <laughs> rinky dink podcast? And um, and yeah, it's probably like two years later, and here here you are sitting here today. And I'm an avid listener, so oh, that's yeah, so cool I think too. I was probably listening to you before you knew who I was. Yeah, yeah well, he's. I think that must have been around the time that um that you'd like you'd run that uh, the hundred k in Singapore okay. and like uh, and, and yeah, didn't just like weren't just first female but won the race we'll get into that a little bit later but um yeah I mean first things first like it'll be really good to kind of like hear your background around how you got into endurance sports like I know that like you've had a fitness background for many years but I'm really interested in how that sort of evolved into becoming like an endurance athlete yeah I mean not on purpose really so I was doing you know I been here a long time I was doing you know 10ks then I got into Spartan by mistake uh, and started winning those so when you say by mistake did someone like sign you up or something yes Joe DeSena actually did yeah so a friend of a friend and so I tried it and it's like oh this is fun maybe I'll give this a go and trained and did okay at it so went to a couple of the world champs over there and uh in in Tahoe, in Tahoe. In Tahoe, yes. Wow, okay. Yeah. Um, and it's representing Singapore? Yes, yeah. Okay, so cool. we there was an Asian contingent that went over and What I, year was this? It was two thousand sixteen and seventeen, okay. I think. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because a friend of mine, Maggie Svetkovich yes, as yes. well, she was like but from Hong Kong and there was like um yeah. We crossed over one year. Oh you did? Yes. Yeah, she had a nightmare a couple of times yes. up in there. Like it's so cold, right? So that was a thing that I guess piqued my interest in doing something longer because I was definitely not the fastest. I was definitely not the best at obstacles or climbing hills, but it was a mindset, right? It's cold. You've got to get in that freezing water, just suck it up and get on with it. So it was just keep going, keep going, keep going. And so I guess that's when the endurance aspect of, you know, sport kicked in. Um, And then I came back and I was bored of doing Spartans like so maybe I'll do track and I'd never done track before. So I did short stuff for a while with the master's athletics 
And then it's like, okay, well, what's the opposite of that? Maybe I'll run an ultra. I hadn't ever done a marathon before in my life. That's the way to do it. <laughs> it straight like, in the deep end. Straight in. I think I did two marathons, the Sundown in Singapore and then the Gold Coast Marathon as a training run. Got you. Okay. Um, and then straight into the 100K. Cool. Because the, the one, that, and that was like 2019 or so that yes. you did the year. Yes, yes. And it's pretty flat. I, I actually don't know. That, uh, yeah, that it's all ultra, road. It's all road, yeah. yeah. So yeah. doing a road marathon would have been kind of like a good um, a good step up to it. It's funny when people, I've never run a road marathon in a race, under race conditions before as well. But it's always like the litmus test of like, oh, what's your marathon time? Yeah. And it's just like, that's one of the reasons I haven't done it because I'm not very fast. And so, but what is your marathon time? Yeah, so, and again, <laughs> it was a training run, right? So it wasn't yeah. go fast. Um, I think it was 340. So wasn't wow, the, at the, at the Brisbane one. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Singapore is like way too hot yeah. to do any decent times, right? But. So it was, and then I had to run the next day. So we sort of doubled it up. So it was run the marathon marathon then get up and run 20ks yeah. the next day just as a practice yeah um, so yeah and I think marathons are great but they feel really short now you yeah, know? yeah yeah <laughs> yeah well it's interesting so you you like first and and prior to like getting into Spartan then or getting into obstacle course racing like what was your sort of athletic background before that yeah so grew up playing basketball always sporty grew up in Sydney in, a, in uh, Brisbane Brisbane yeah, of in Brisbane yeah um and you know always played team sports you know always did something and then just started running because it was lazy exercise really you know put your shoes on go I've had a big night out I can still go for a run I don't have to get myself to the gym so I would be in my corporate days that crazy person landing in a city and getting up at 5am and running before a day of meetings just really to maintain fitness and feel better Um, and then you know would do some 10k races in Singapore um but you know it's hard it's hard to go fast as you get older so you know as much as I think you know I never never was doing anything fast I think maybe 43 42 was my fastest 10k time but that was not going to win anything serious yeah Yeah, and then um, because obstacle course right and it's interesting hearing you say oh like you did it for a bit and got got bored of it like what was it that because yeah you've obviously like got a full you do quite a bit of strength and conditioning as well and I think I actually believe that obstacle course racers are some of the fittest people in the world, just because you need that like all-round fitness. But um, but yeah, what was it that like uh, got you bored of it? Why did you like uh, yeah switch off it? Yeah, I think it's it's very same same every race. You sort of know the obstacles. You know you're going to yeah. run this far. You've got to do this, um, and. You know, it was just not so much of a challenge anymore. Sadly, yeah. there's a lot of cheating in the sport as yeah, well. Yeah, really? So, so what, with like, elites, you know, skipping obstacles or... Yeah, not doing the full... Yes. Oh, if they miss them, not doing the full... Um, yeah, uh, burpees. burpees off, and, yeah. you know, and so I think, uh, yeah. you know, it is what it is. Um, but it, it, I think I sort of felt like I challenged myself enough in that and needed something fresh to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my take on it is like, I think that they are some of the fittest athletes, but I don't know, like I'm a bit more of a purist when it comes to the kind of adventure side of it. It's like, because adventure racing is my favorite sport. And, um, and I think if you've got an obstacle, really you want to get around, like it's the getting around obstacles and avoiding obstacles in the quickest way, like rather than just putting in, um, but, uh, but still, I mean, I've, I've like, I've done it once before and I can see the appeal and yes. I can see that like, it is quite a good community and it does, it does get quite like good, good fun. And, um, but, um, but yeah, it seems like you've, you've got, and, and the reason I ask that is because now you've moved into running, like you seem like, it doesn't seem like something you're going to get bored of. No. You seem properly addicted I mean, to yes. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what is it about like the, that has sort of like captured you from. Yeah, I think the, the ultra distance for me is. I'm getting older, I can't go faster, so yeah. let's just go longer. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's it's that mental challenge too. So for me, it's always how can I get uncomfortable? What can I do to see how far I can push my body? Um, so I think ultra running just does that daily. You don't even have to be racing, right? It's just yeah. that, okay, I'm getting up, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, and let's see where it takes me. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, right? The last couple of years, there haven't been any races. And, uh, and you know, it's been tough for everyone, a lot of people more, more than others. I mean, we were just chatting before about our friends up in Hong Kong right now that are doing it pretty hard. But um, like, how have you managed to sort of stay? Because, I mean, your, your Instagram handle is like, I think you've got one of the 
best sort of Instagram follows. And I like not not to blow um, blow smoke up your your backside, but I think there's so many of these Instagram sort of influencers that almost are like really preachy and just like, oh, this is the way you should be living your life. And just, a, but I think yours actually comes across of just it's really motivating, but just really authentic as well. It doesn't feel like force. It doesn't feel like you're trying to ram content down people's throats. Say yeah, everyone should be thinking this way or doing this this way. But like, I'm interested how you've managed to maintain that kind of like positive like outlook over the last couple of yeah. years and keep it up. Yeah, like, there's been there some highs and lows. I was going to say, are there times <laughs> yeah. that you're like, actually, I just yes. want to post that. I feel like shit. I'm fucking <laughs> over this. Like, uh, this is yeah, this is that'll rubbish. creep in every now and then. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And you know, I and I try and be honest. You know, it was a crap run day today. You know, it's always a third of good, a third of average, a third of bad. Right. So, yeah. um, but it keeps me honest. So as much as it maybe motivates someone, it's actually motivating me and keeping me on the hook if I'm posting this as well. And yeah. you know, I think I don't run to race. I run because I love running. So the fact that we haven't raced in two years, it's not ideal, but it hasn't stopped me training because I just enjoy the training aspect and going through that process. Yeah. Do you do you still have you still been setting goals for yourself over the last couple of years though? Like what have you been yeah, what have you been sort of like I know it's training for health, but but still the thing I've struggled with is it's just like felt like I'm just like going through the motions a little bit of just getting out to get out but without any real improvement. I don't feel like I'm actually getting better or stronger or fitter. So like, yeah, how I'm, I'm interested in how you've managed to sort of like keep at a high level. Yeah, I, you know, I've put a, a couple of 100K runs in there myself yeah. just as a training goal. I'm doing a 50 next week. Um, yeah. I'm trying to do a fast five as well. So, you know, I have a coach and that's, yeah. I think, what, Keeps you know, you it keeps me honest because otherwise I would go out and run aimlessly and just do the same run every day. So yeah. having a coach uh, who's Scotty Hawker, who's a Got you, great, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah, great guy. Um, and you know, how long have you been working with him for? Uh, it would be about six months now. Got um, you. And he's, you know, he's great. We'll chat every week and and check in. Yeah. Um, so I think that's kept me honest and kept me motivated. That you know, I'm very good at following instructions. So if yeah, he tells yeah. me to do it, I'll do it. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. What what inspired you to actually speak to him? Uh, a friend seat uh, okay. uses him too, and I I'd had a couple of other coaches. So seat actually is a, a OCR racer as well. You must have met him on the Spartan. Yes, route. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and then and he, he's transitioning to ultra as well. Exactly, right? and he crewed for me at Biggs. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So um, you know, I think. I, I'd had a couple of different coaches, but I wanted someone, you know, Scotty had trained people for four trails before yeah, yeah, yeah. as well. So he understood Who that. Who did he train for four trails? Will. Of course he had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so I just, I liked his approach. Um, yeah. You know, he's really accessible as well. So it's pretty much same time zone, which I think really yeah. does count when you've got a coach. Yeah. Um, and yeah, happy to, to push me and put me out of my comfort zone, you know, doing more speed work, doing different things that maybe I hadn't spent enough time on before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's always easy to just sort of like, fall back to the oh I'll just do a base run again yeah, today just, just do a base run. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah and just keep it like yeah. and, and then so what does what has he had you sort of training towards is it like distance time heart rate like what's the what programs he got you on distance and time generally okay. so okay. and then you know effort level so I'm I'm pretty in tune with mo- what my heart rate is and what it sits at the whole time so I know if I've Pushed Does he not. have you with a um a power is it power meter or like a power, no it's just no. so okay yeah so I just load everything up to training peaks and he yep. has a look at it um so generally distance and time and 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 the good thing is you know this isn't a job right so it's yeah. going to fit around everything else I do yeah, so yeah. we've come up with a plan that pretty much works and I am getting faster and I am feeling better on long runs so something's yeah. kicking in yeah how are you sort of like judging that you're getting faster is that like just your when you do a 5k time or where or when you do like longer what, runs too yeah. so i think the fact that you know i'll go and do you know 30 and it's faster than my 30 was six months ago yeah. so just that incremental yeah. you know drop in time that's really could be just a couple of seconds every kilometers actually adding up finally now yeah yeah i know that's um that's good to hear I, it's interesting i think like um having a coach not just like as a running but even like for business or something or like is so important like and um and just keeps you just focused doesn't it and i've been 
I've not done either for a while yeah. now, and you do find yourself losing losing way a bit. And I think it's a good thing to um uh, to bring back in. But you, you talked about four trails, and we've been chatting about it yes, for uh, for like a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and um and we actually you had a spot as yes. well for this year, didn't you? But obviously the travel restrictions getting into Hong Kong uh, didn't make it happen. But had you like properly trained for it? You so. know, I had up until October. I was serious, and then when you know Andre said you you need to make a call, which obviously you do. Because yeah. um, you'd have had to do like two or maybe three weeks quarantine. To exactly, and the fact that you know I needed to get to know those trails more and get up there and do trips to understand them and run them with people and I hadn't been able to do that so it it you know wouldn't have been a great event for me yeah I mean it's um it's just a really real challenge training for it in Singapore yeah. like uh, and so how had your training adapted then like what did Scotty have you doing here in Singapore to be able to get get in, in shape for it a lot of hills you know Fort Canning Bukatima yeah. um, Mount Faber loops and then you know just lots of hiking as well so it didn't yeah. necessarily mean that I had to run up Bukatima every time it was more just hike with friends just you know yeah, keep yeah. moving weighted vest time on feet, yeah, yeah and weighted vest up hills and different things as well or on a treadmill if I couldn't get out to Bukatima yeah. Um, and then, yeah, just time on feet, I think. So, you know, doing a long run, doing a 40K run, and then the next day doing a 25K run. So just yeah. trying to back it up constantly. Um, so, yeah, like you said, time on feet. So what kind of time and distance did he have you, like what's been, uh, and does it go through waves or is it like consistently the same time and distance every week? Or no, you, it goes you, Then you have waves. a week off, so you have like three weeks build up and then a week less and then build up yes, for three weeks again. Yeah, absolutely. And so anywhere between... 100 to 150 160ks a week yeah that's crazy yeah. like that's actually like uh, yeah pretty and, and then and you would have elevation in that as well um yeah yeah and, and so obviously has that kind of changed since october yes. like are you, yeah <laughs> i'm back on say. the flats a yeah, lot. yeah yeah although i don't mind mount favor that's fine and a bit of fort canning but definitely less focus on you know running up hills and stairs and and just now just going uh you know back on time on feet and maintaining what I have and throwing in heels once a week maybe but not as many as I was before yeah what what is it about the four trails that piqued your interest what yeah the mental challenge so I love that it's as much as it's a race it's not about coming first for most people that participate in it right yeah. so it's more about can I finish this thing and yeah. what is it going to take um and you know it's a privilege to have an opportunity to do something like that so for me definitely the mental challenge and and also seeing if my body you know could hold up to that so yeah. the strategy the whole the whole thing yeah yeah because you have done um so like the first ultra you did was the road one in, in singapore and then um because you have been on the podcast before as well oh, so yes you, so yes. you came on before the um uh before the bigs in yes. in uh, in singapore i forget what jerry it was what was it, it was called in singapore it was just the backyard ultra yes, singapore, or yeah. the beach backyard it was wasn't it or, or, or yeah i can't even I'm remember sorry jerry yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry jerry yeah um but uh but yes yeah, that was actually like that would have been october 2020 yes. right so um and uh and yeah, what what kind of was it? Jerry hassling you to go and join it, or had you actually uh, seen a backyard ultra before and knew about the concept? I'd I'd seen it, you know, followed followed it before, um, and then I think Megan actually posted something about it. I'm like, oh, what's going on here? And she's yeah. like, you know, we're only taking PRs and citizens. It's like, oh, I'm PR, so she's like, yeah, yeah you're in. Yeah. Um, and I just thought again, it's it's you know a different a different way to run an ultra and. Yeah. A, a, again a different mental test rather than just continuously running that having to stop and having to rest which is so different than I just want to keep running um was definitely interesting yeah, yeah. and you um because I was asking you before because because for the four trails next year um you need to have a miler under yes. your belt, and uh, and so you, on that um, on the beach backyard you did you got twenty four yes. yards in yes. Yeah, how did how did it go? Yeah, it was fine, and I, you know, I think my hips gave way at the end. I'd had a bit of trouble before, you know, before the race leading up to it, 
But mentally, I was actually fine. And everyone's like, you look fresh. What are you doing? You can't stop. Um, so I know I can definitely go further if there's another one. And and nice to know what to expect. You know, I was really pressuring myself to try and get sleep or, you know, to, to come back and rest. I think next time I wouldn't be so focused on that. I think you can go a lot longer without focusing on, you know, having that eight minutes of sleep as you come in or something. Yeah. were you? Is that what you were doing then, like 50? Like 50 About minutes? 48, I think, okay. we're averaging 48, 49. Um, and, yeah, just too focused on on sleep, really. Yeah. Has Jerry got plans to do another yes, one soon? When is it? apparently so. I don't know. East Coast somewhere, up and down the East Coast. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, is she going to drag you in again? Yeah, I think, I think uh, so. I'd do it. Yeah. I, I think you would. Yeah, I was actually out with uh, with Ned, uh, Ned Phillips yes, the other day yes. as well, actually. I think you, he would most likely sign up again. Um, are you, there's actually like an ultra going on. Um, it's I think Ben Swee's organised. It's called like the Goat, um, like a 12 hour at uh, Bukatima. Like there's a there's a 7k route. I'm not sure you're you've heard about that. Yes, it's, it's yeah, a, and I mean involved? he's done some amazing done some races, ones, yeah. um, and really brought the community together. I think yeah. over this time, um, I haven't done any of his races, no. but a lot of friends are doing them. Yeah, yeah, I've supported quite a few. They um yeah, they tend to be like. There's a couple that are tra- that are more trail focused, but like the eighty-eight point eight one, which was a uh, which is a lot more sort of like around Bukatima and up to Mandai and stuff. But um, uh, but yeah, there's one coming up in I think it's in, over the next month. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I'm like the virtual ones. I'm kind of over yes. it. I want to get to a few more start lines and surrounded by people, as I think a, a lot of us uh, a lot of us do. But yeah, it'll be. I think if um if there is another uh, backyard, I'll definitely. I think I'll I'll be happy to crew a few people there. You but should do be, it. What do you mean crew? Yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I was chatting to Ned about it. I'm not sure. Like the, I, I've done like repetitive stuff before, like an Everesting and stuff. But I don't. I don't know. Just um the concept of it doesn't really appeal to me yeah, as much. I'm not enough. sure because I think like uh yeah one of the big things that I got into ultra four and like a and general like adventure racing is the exploration and being out in the middle of nowhere. We were just chatting before about you're going up to Vietnam for the SEA games, yeah. aren't you in May? And I was like, "Oh, there's actually um uh one of the the Vietnam trail series on there." And you see the views from these and it's just absolutely yeah. spectacular and like to me that's what, that's it's, what about. it's about. Yeah running up and down the east coast for 7.6k or 7.7k for like however long you can doesn't necessarily but i mean at the same time i love the kind of pushing yourself to the extreme yeah. so i like to uh, uh, yeah i like to spectate Out of people people through put them through that pain um uh, but yeah, I mean, it was a bit like the watching the four trails again this year was just oh. incredible. Did you follow it much? 100% I was dot watching and yeah. Instagram following and doing everything possible. I mean, it was it was amazing effort. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was um, it was so incredible to see. And um, but yeah, do you think you're gonna be um, you're gonna be going next year? You're gonna be putting a block in if 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 Hong Kong allows. Yes, if Hong Kong allows, and I can get uh, some training in there, one hundred percent. You know, it's definitely on the cards. Yeah, oh, I would love to be at the start there with you. Um, one of the things you're like most well known for as well in your um, that you see a lot on your like uh, on your Insta handle is uh, is around strength and conditioning, like um, and when did that start and how important do you see it as being like as a part of your like overall fitness regime and and with running being the focus like yep. how important is strength and conditioning i mean i've i've been a pt for forever but okay. never trained anyone i'd be a terrible pt i right. no patience to train anyone <laughs> but you're qualified i'm qualified i've been qualified why did you qualify to do it just if you had no of, in, yeah just yeah. interest and i guess education so you know you've got to reset it every two years and yeah. i've done my nutrition stuff and whatever but uh yeah i had no intention of ever training anyone so. interesting okay <laughs> yeah. yeah um but strength so for me strength and conditioning's pretty much always been part of my life. I did CrossFit for quite a few years as well. But then ah, okay. when I got in, decided that I was going to start running longer, you can't do CrossFit no, and run long. No, it's just the wrong body. Yeah, makeup, isn't and it? I'm not mobile like most runners either. You know, like we're all a bit stiff in the hips. And, yeah. and so, you know, you can only do certain movements. Um, so for me, super, super important because people forget that you actually need to be strong to last that long on your yep. legs and especially upper body, you know, yep. to build your shoulders, to make sure that... Right posture. You, yeah, exactly. So you're not slumping and then your cadence is 
is uh, falling apart as a result of, you know, you're leaning forward too much or whatever it may be. So I think smart strength and conditioning training, not going and doing crazy heavy squats, but working on things like hamstrings and calves and glutes and shoulders um, is is key. Yeah. I, it's interesting you say you're in CrossFit beforehand because it's, it's got often quite a natural progression to go from CrossFit to OCR. Yes. As well. It's pretty common. Um, and, uh, and so for... Because often there's the challenge for people that are that you know train for endurance sports is like especially if they've got families like they've got spare time it's like they'll get out for a run or get on the bike or do the the sport that they want to do, but yeah I mean there's so many like you know yoga stretching oh, yeah. and, um, and and strength and conditioning that are so important. So with limited time, what would you suggest as the kind of like optimum routine time like? Either whether it be, I know that you have your own sort of like strength and conditioning app as well, but like, is there, a, um, is there something you would recommend if you've only got, say, you know, a couple of half hour slots a week, how you would utilize that time? Yeah, I think definitely to focus on all those things I just said. And there's so they were like like squats, uh, uh, no, lunges. So, so yeah, not so much squats, but more more lunges, more deadlifts. So pulling exercises off the ground as opposed to things that are pushing you down for strength. And even this, you know, on YouTube, go and have a look at some of the great runners programs on there and all you need is a step. So you don't actually need weights or get some bands or get something and just anything hip, you know, hip raises are the number one thing that runners should do to strengthen your glutes every day. So get those bands around your legs and do those. Um, And, you know, when it comes to upper body, just think about things like push-ups, you know, um, anything planks, you know, because you need a strong core. So it doesn't have to be complicated. Just pick, you know, maybe eight exercises and even if you just rotate four in one workout and four in the next workout um you know i'm like the next person i'm can be a lazy exerciser too so on the weekends if i've done my run i'll come back and just do 20 minutes of yeah so interesting you do it sweaty and i'm smelly already and just do it you do it after your run because i mean i think because i mean we all say oh i just don't have time to do you have time you just you know like you just priorities yes. right and so that time that i'm sure if you look at your phone and look at the amount of time you spent on certain apps on your phone you could quite easily yeah. invest that into having a half hour workout so like and i suppose it's just like that motivation yes. of going just do it so when when do you suggest is the optimum time to squeeze in your strength and conditioning yeah i mean on your off days is optimum time especially if you're going to be using weights so so do it on your do it when you're not running or do it on a lighter running day um you don't want to do it before your big run day just in case you're sore um or you know get home and you know it's been a medium run i feel okay i'm just going to punch out 20 minutes quickly so uh definitely you know i i don't think we're made for rest days. We're made for active recovery days, yeah, right? Yeah. So, what does your active recovery day look like? It might be body weight exercises and a swim. Yeah. Um, so you can still do something. It might just not be running twenty k's or thirty k's. Yeah, it's interesting you say that. I've um, I, inspired by uh, by Roman. I don't know if you know Roman yes. Grio. Yeah, yes. he's like one of the top. I, I mean, he's just he's, a, he's an incredible yeah. runner. But he has run every single day for the past two years. Like he started from. He's just gone over to years he's two years one month now and uh, he kind of inspired me like with some one of my new year's resolution i was going to do some kind of endurance exercise every day and it, i've actually it, it's been running i haven't really been on, been on the bike um and and yeah it's interesting you just get in that mentality of like no i've got to get out yeah. every day and um and yeah so and the thing is like we don't actually need rest days no. like on your rest day just a shorter at low intensity like either really low intensity like i mean like six minute k's or something and then but just to continuously use those active recovery days, I think is important. And it just, it's both from a mindset, but also just getting your body sort of like used to, okay, now I'm going out again. Yeah, and we're made to move and listen to your body. So if you are feeling sore and it is an active recovery day, then 
go for a ride, right? Yeah. Or go to a yoga class or a Pilates class or do a really light session. You know, it doesn't have to be heavy weights. So more reps, lighter weights is generally better for runners. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, I think runners are scared of doing a lot of strength and conditioning and weights because, I mean, I get to a start line and people are like, really, you're going to run 100Ks? Because I look bigger than a lot of runners, right? Yeah. I'm not as lean, you know, I'm, I'm lean. Oh, you're but bloody I'm, lean. I'm but lean, but like, I'm, you know, yeah, I'm solid. Muscle. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, I think that proves that you can, you know, you can run with muscle on you. You don't have to, you know, don't have to be a toothpick to run. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and have you had any injuries? Touch wood, not really. No. Yeah, so where's, yeah. The wood where's the wood? I know. No, I, I haven't. And I think, um, you know, lucky um, I listen to my body. Um, yeah. And try and recover properly too. So just even things like sleep for me, you know, yeah. I'm in bed 9.30, 10 o'clock at night, so boring. Yeah. Um, and eating as soon as I finish a run, making sure there's some yeah. good stuff going in, um, you know, and, and doing things like whether it's recovery pants or gun or massage or whatever. Yeah. And especially as I get older, I know I need to recover more. So yeah. respect the recovery, I think, is yeah, key. Yeah, yeah. Do you um like what do you do for on the diet side? Um, are you? I, I mean, a big thing to talk about nowadays is like time restricted eating and just eating within certain windows. Uh, but yeah, what kind of? And you mentioned that you've sort of studied nutrition as well. So what what's your perspective on nutrition? Yeah, so I think for females and males, it's really different. Yeah. You know, that is one thing. I don't think training differs that much, but I think nutrition does. And so something like... Why, why is that? So hormones, yeah. I think. So like intermittent fasting works fantastic for males, but for females that can play yeah. havoc with hormones. Interesting. Um, so for me, you know, I think as I'm getting older, I need less as much as I'm training. I don't need, you know, crazy food. I eat carbs every day. Yeah. Um, but real food for yeah. me, you know, it's like I'll eat eggs, sourdough toast, have my coffee, whatever for breakfast. I don't eat a big dinner, but that's just because dinner's not a massive deal for me. I might just have a salad in the afternoon, but I try and keep it clean as much yeah. as possible but you know i like nice things too <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. excuse to have something nice um and you know i'm not vegan or vegetarian so i'll eat you know lean meats um but yeah it is i've got rheumatoid arthritis so for me some foods okay. react really yeah, badly yeah. with that so for Do me you know what it is red meat it... and alcohol for me okay yeah so uh, if I have that, then, you know, I'm not waking up and holding a hairbrush the next day. So I sort yeah. of can't grab anything. So I'm, I've... How long have you had that for? Uh, about be 10 years now. Okay. Yeah. Does it affect your hands? Yes, maybe? hands, hips and, and ankles, really. Do you yeah. have to like take a lot of medication for it? It's I just... won't take anything. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I, I refuse to take steroids or anything. So just manage it through diet yeah. and stress. What, what makes it, what like flares it up? Yeah, food. Yeah, the food and the food. alcohol and stress, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Alcohol's absolutely terrible, isn't it? So uh, it was my it was my um it was my anniversary la uh, last week and um my wife and I we went out to lunch and then we like we just basically were drinking from from midday all the way through to like having partying in the room and she wasn't feeling too well so I like drank two bottles of champagne to myself <laughs> I woke up with this almighty hangover but I was like just woke up like stumbled I'm like okay put my running gear on I like went and sat by the pool for a minute I was like okay I need to get out and um uh, we stand at the Andaz and went to sort of ran down to Marina Bay and just the running motion was like oh. making my head <laughs> throb and so I ended up just having to walk. So I did like a 6K walk and like picked Power up some walk. Panadol on the way. It wasn't even powerful, I tell you. It was more of a crawl. And I was just thinking, God, it's terrible for you, Alka. I mean, it was fun. I had a fun night beforehand, but I'm like, was it all worth it? And like, I look at my like, my, I was like getting up to doing sort of like 80 plus K and then it like dropped to 40. And I ran every day or like run walk for one of the sessions, but... God, it's not good it's for you. It's not, so. and I think, I mean, obviously, a couple of bottles of... Yeah, <laughs> I maybe overdid maybe it. it was the quantity. <laughs> I <laughs> the quantity. No, and I, you know, and I think... Everything you, in moderation. Yeah, absolutely. In, in, including moderation. I yeah. mean, I'll, I love a good G&T, so <laughs> it's fine, but I think it's it's the amount. Yeah. Like like food, it's the amount, yeah, 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 right? Yeah. Always. Yeah. Yeah, and I think as a female, 
you know, a lot of females are scared of eating things like protein because they think they're going to build too much muscle. But as you yeah. age, you know, you've just got to eat more of it or else you're going to lose all your muscle mass and, you know, you won't be able to run. And muscle mass is like so good for, I mean, it's absolutely yeah. critical as you get older. And one of the biggest problems of getting old is not, is losing all of your, uh, like losing all of the sort of your muscle. And it's so important to keep your overall um, health and well-being and um, from from having uh yeah my my big thing i i listen to a guy called peter atia he's got a podcast called the drive like it's really technical but he's he's got his own practice he's like an md that talks about um uh longevity is like the main thing and um and he's like big into sort of like like deadlifts and yeah. um and it's like with the concept of being able to be in your like 80s and still being able to pick up a grandchild like i think like that's a, like yes. got to be a great motivator so whether it's like running for health or doing strength to so that when you're in like 80s 90s that you can actually um yeah still do just like the normal things and i think strength for balance is key as we get older and yeah. grip strength is one of the first things that goes so that's why people have accidents because they fall over they can't hold on to anything so if yeah. you do two strength exercises do something around balance and grip strength just hang from a bar hold kettlebells do something i've seen on your instagram you've done like some rock climbing before like have yeah. you done any proper outdoor rock climbing no before? i don't no. think i'm brave enough yeah, yeah i'm <laughs> sure you'll be yeah yeah but you've just done some in, indoor indoors climbing. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um I, I saw um, you've had something coming up in Singapore re recently, the, the Zero to Hero. Yes, yeah. How did you get into that? What's so the concept? So that was, uh, we filmed a series, a 12-part series um, yeah. for Sport Singapore, actually. Yeah. And so the idea was to take three just normal people and train them like athletes for six weeks. Um, one was cycling, one was swimming, one was running. Uh, give them coaches, give them nutritionists, you know, DEXA scans, all sorts of things, yeah. all of the tools and the kit to see if they could actually improve over those six weeks and, yeah. and hit some certain goals that we had. And then they all had a national athlete as a mentor as right. well to work with. Um, so we filmed it actually last year right in the midst of another lockdown, oh, right? So it okay. was so, uh, we had to get creative. The Like the swimming pools were all closed at the condos at the time. So we're in the endless pools, you know, out, yeah, <laughs> out yeah. in a warehouse somewhere. They were kind enough to let us use those to train. Um, so it was a, it was really, really good to tell their stories and just to see what you can actually achieve in six weeks. Yeah. Who did you, uh, how did you sort of like choose the people to do it? So they, we just called for auditions okay, and they, cool, yeah. uh, they put themselves forward. Yeah. 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 Well, I obviously like it's only on uh, episode two or something. Where, how, what's the distribution for it? So like. So it's on uh, the active SG, the circle uh, yes. platform. Yeah, so yeah. you can go and, and watch the episodes in there. So four runs running for swimming for cycling yeah okay. you've been in singapore for like 14 15 18 years, 18 years. Yeah. okay okay <laughs> because i mean singapore kind of gets a bit of a bad rep around like the amount that from schooling it's like it's sport is less important than yeah. than academia right and um and then obviously the recent japan olympics there were like no medals yes. in singapore and it was, it was really a, like you know sort of quite apparent um it's nice that they're doing things like this to try and encourage. But what? I, and I know that you speak on a lot of the like radio shows and um, um, and sort of encourage people to sort of get into to um, to sport and fitness. But like, what do you? Yeah, what's your sort of take on it um, in terms of how do we get Singapore back into like getting some amazing athletes? Yeah, because so you, you look at Hong Kong and um, you know you have like. I, I know you watched the four trials, but like Wong Ho Chung, like and, and what an unbelievable like athlete that he is, and a globe, and he's really celebrated. And I, and I just I look around um, Singapore, and then we just don't have those sort of like athletes that you can go. They are like top of their game on a global scale, like whether it be endurance sports or um, I mean, obviously you had the the swimmer jo jo Joseph jo Schooling. Joseph Schooling, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think. There's just yeah. What what do you believe needs to change there? Yeah, I think I think they're very good at doing grassroots programs. So whether that's through the community centres, um, but then it gets to a point when whether that's when national service kicks in yeah. for a lot of the guys. 
Um, and like you said, it's a cultural thing. So people are like, you must study, you must study, you know, we're going to give that up. Um, you know, we do have the world's number one badminton player at the moment. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, So that's a big, uh, you know, that is a, a big thing. Yeah. Um, but I just, I think it's a cultural thing and I just don't think sport is at the top of the list. I, it's interesting to see different sports coming to the forefront now since COVID and I think cycling is one of those. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you're seeing more people interested in it. So I think as the general population gets interested in a sport, there'll be more money put to that sport and maybe more spectators, you yeah. know, will will invest. Because I think at the end of the day, sadly, it's about money and sponsorships a lot of times. Yeah. There is a, there's got to be a velodrome here, right? Because they've no. had... There isn't. No. They had the SE Games here, though. How yeah. do they do... How yeah. come they I, haven't got a velodrome? Yeah, there's no velodrome here. Shit. Okay. Yeah. I mean, look, fucking Singapore can afford to invest in this. I mean, that's the sort of like the biggest thing. And, and I get the national service is a big challenge as well. But then why... I mean, I think like back in the UK, and I'm sure it's the same in, in Anzac, is that they... Like, if you are a good at a certain sport, then the army will encourage you to focus yes. on it. And they have, like, a big sporting thing around the armed forces as well. Um, I mean, not that we're going to solve that. No. <laughs> this no. now. But it's just interesting, right? I think, um, yeah, I think that once you get a few of those, like, amazing sports stars that make it on the global scale, they just inspire a whole new generation. But And schooling uh, did that for swimming for a while. But then, yeah. you know, and I think it's hard for these athletes. You know, I look at my friends that represent Singapore here in marathon running or in whatever and they work full-time jobs yeah. like proper proper serious jobs and then yeah. are funding themselves to try and qualify overseas to get to the sea games or a, yeah. you know paying for their own shoes you yeah. know and so i think we're just not funding the the up-and-coming athletes that's yeah. the problem i mean talking about that so jasmine who yes. did the uh yeah so she did the bigs backyard or beach backyard yeah. with you didn't she? She just like uh, qualified fifty six or something. So she's qualified first for Sea Games. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that. I mean, that's cool. I mean, she's a, a perfect example that can like, and she's you know, young, like inspirational in herself. She's um, yeah, forty yeah. single mother. I is she? Yes. I thought she was like. Yes. I thought she was like like twenty. No. Oh my god, she's looking. Uh, yeah. yeah, she's looking amazing, but like yourself. But um, yeah, okay, but that's um. Yeah, that's very cool. Oh, wow, that's even more inspiring. Though. She's in, uh, yeah, 40 and is, um, uh, yeah, still managed to Yeah, manage amazing effort. And I think the fastest time for a very long time from a Singapore female. So, yeah, yeah she, uh, you know, but again, sponsored herself to go to Spain to, to do that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it something definitely has to has to change. I mean, but having said that, like, even with, um, like with everything that's been going on with COVID-19 in Hong Kong, like they were getting Wang Ho Chung out to um to the Alps to go and run UTMB and stuff and then coming back having to like quarantine oh. for two or three weeks like I was chatting to Ryan Blair about it the leader of the team there and he's just like he's a professional athlete yes. like we they're able to like fly in sort of these like um you know famous people superstars but you know a professional athlete being locked in a room for two weeks is not going to be good for their career. No. It's like I mean, it just sets them back so much not being able to train properly and being. And they don't the care, room. right? And so I think Singapore's handled that much better because I yeah. know a lot of athletes travelled during this time to different races, whether they were cyclists or runners or or whatever. And yeah. they, you know, they were put through programs. There was a lot more testing, but they they didn't quarantine and they, you know, could could. You know, their training didn't suffer as a result. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we talk about like being inspirational, and like you've got a um, you've got a thirteen-year-old daughter, um, and so I'm interested also as a parent, like what kind of like values you look to instill in your daughter, because because it's quite. I mean, we were talking about it before, but it's quite difficult to. Yeah, you don't want to force your kids to do what you want to do. You want them to find your own path and hope that they just see what you do and get interested in it as well. But um, it strikes me like she's become pretty sporty as well. But yeah, yeah. there's no option in our house not Is to there play not? sport. <laughs> there's zero option. Um, so, but it was you know she could choose her own sport. So we have a rule yeah. in our house an individual sport and a team sport. Yeah. So team, I just think is important to learn how to work with other people and, yeah. and you know, it's great to be part of something. So, you know, she's tried all different sports growing up and if you do something, you've got to commit to it for a certain time. So it's not 
try this week and, oh, I've changed my mind. Mark, yeah. I want to do something else. So we That's have the huge. commitment rule. Um, and, you know, so she's now jujitsu. Uh, yep. She's been doing that for quite a long time, which I love as a female because she uh, – you know, she knows her own body. She's she can get a guy in a headlock at any given time, yeah, so yeah. it's great. Um, and basketball for her. Okay, and then, interesting. You know, we'll do skateboarding, and you know, she loves skiing. So it's just expose her to as many things as possible. Yeah, uh, is the goal. You just said before we started that like she's as tall as you are now. Yeah. So yeah, maybe basketball. Yeah, like your husband's six four or yeah. something. You're very tall as well. So um, yeah, maybe basketball is the uh, is is a good sport for. Her. It's interesting you say that around. And um, uh, like committing to something as well. Like my my son, so my son does taekwondo. Like you, and I've been wanting to actually. I've been wanting to go and do jujitsu as well. Like I'm obsessed about mixed martial arts. So I've been wanting to go with him, and I'm still planning to. But he was like, he doesn't do well with discipline, and so he doesn't like the discipline of like uh, of taekwondo, and like they're always telling him what to do, and like and he he doesn't deal well with that. And so he like convinced. And like he kept on complaining and he complained to his mum. She's like, I don't want to do it anymore. And she's like, okay. And he let him out of it. And I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, and I've, I've just like, firstly, I don't like the idea of just giving up on yes, something. Yeah. Like, cause I think once you give up on one thing, you're able to give up on anything. Right. And so I've kind of like, uh, but I, but then also I don't know whether it's just me forcing him to do something that I want him to do, but, or whether it, it, he needs to be interested in it as well. But um, uh, but yeah. Anyway, he's back doing it now. It's, he didn't yeah, have any choice. I think right answer. And it is, you know, I said she's competed in it before, and it's like I don't actually care if you compete or not. I just want you to to do this because I think it's a great sport and it teaches you a lot about life rather than just you know you're going to go and fight someone I mean there's also being like a female learning jiu-jitsu yes. as well there's like self-defense thing as well it's like you know um yeah being able to get someone to try and go and choke yes. them out if they <laughs> exactly. try and do anything it's just like it's actually uh yeah it's a prudent thing to do um and I think it's leading like you saying you want to do it too so Matt yeah. my husband does it as well okay. so it's a nice thing that they share a bond you know, when they go together and they're, she does the adults classes now. So sometimes they're in the same class as yeah, well. Yeah, okay, that's uh, cool. So it's, it's an, yeah, she's, you know, kids follow by example, not yeah, by what yeah. you tell them a lot of times. Yeah, no, that's true. Have you got her into running yet? I make her run with me sometimes. I can't say that she loves it, but okay. uh, <laughs> slowly, slowly. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. I'm trying to get my son to like cycle along with me when I'm running. I think that's like, a, yeah, it's a start. Um, but um, look, I'd really like to go through some um, some quick fire sure. questions for you as well. Like we haven't actually like done this part of the podcast for for a while. But um, um, proudest endurance achievement? Yeah, I think probably my first hundred k run that yeah. I did because I had zero expectations. I didn't know what I was doing, and yeah, to to finish first was a surprise as I crossed the line and everyone's saying, who are you? It was, yeah. it was interesting. And um, yeah, because it's almost like a like Courtney DeWater thing, yeah. isn't it? It's like all of a sudden, not just being, uh, being first female, but being first in races. It's like, and that's the great thing about the long distance endurance. It's like, it's a huge leveler on, you talked about age before, yeah. but also gender. And also like, uh, there's it, it just means that it's open to so many diverse people actually like winning these races right yeah. you don't they don't have to just be this one type of athlete that that's and they don't look all, they don't all look the same so you can never tell yeah yeah, yeah. um oh we like uh yeah i'm excited to see you at another start line soon <laughs> we'll talk about that and as well what's coming up but favorite pieces of kit yeah so i mean obviously love some good shoes uh swear by my polar watch and I actually wear every single day an ultra spire waist belt that I could just okay. shove a whole ton yeah, of stuff yeah, yeah. in so um yeah that's my my go-to um what shoes do you wear uh Wear Asics, so yep. Meta Speed are my favourite at the moment for the road. Yes, um, yeah, yeah. You know they're they're carbon ones. I'm I'm a big buyer of. They're great. Yeah, yeah they change. They've changed my life. Yeah, really. I I've like um yeah I've like heard a lot about the carbon. I mean because it was the Nike shoe that originally the Vaporfly which originally yes. sort of like put it um but 
do you find that um, that they really have like both changed your gait or speed or anything? What yeah, I think they've changed my recovery, to be Got honest. You. So yeah, I think yeah. I recover better after I wear them. Interesting. Um, and yeah, they do. They do push you that bit forward. Sometimes you sort of feel yourself catching your feet because it does change your gait, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was a big guy. Um, I wore ASICs for the first like eight years of ultra running or eight to ten years of ultra running um the fuji trabaca trail shoes um but uh but it's always the way like then they started changing the model and uh and i always think find if you find a pair that's right for you yeah, buy like them. buy as many pairs <laughs> yes. you can find in every color because they'll uh, yeah exactly or like well it doesn't need the same one but just like just get the, like enough of them to last alive because they will change the next way around next like season yeah. and then they'll be um yeah um most inspirational book yeah i mean i only read um non-fiction yeah uh so you Same know here. yeah something like atomic habits by james clear i really loved um and atomic habits I've yeah not it's a great book and also you know i uh I also love the Mark Manson, the subtle art of not giving an F. Yeah, you know, I've got that somewhere I haven't read it yeah, yet. Yeah, that's yeah. it's you know it's you can't take yourself too seriously. I always say we're not saving baby lives here, so just you know go out and have fun. Yeah, any like uh, any sport endurance books or like uh, a- yeah, you know I think you know everyone will say it, but the David Goggins one, yeah. you know, was you can't was pretty yeah. great. I like yeah. I actually I've only I haven't read the book, but the audio book um, and. Uh, which have you ever listened to the audio yes, book version? Yes, it, it's well? crazy. Yeah, but just having the kind of podcast like discussion version after it, after each yes. chapter, is just um, yeah. And the so Rich great. Roll one, Finding Ultra, was quite yes, good too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, yeah, I've read that recently actually. Yeah, he's he's an impressive guy. Um, any like any favorite quotes? Any yeah, quotes and it's by? it's a bit cliche because it's a Goggins one, but be uncommon amongst uncommon people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just think that, and I've got that written on a board at home. It's just because it's, it's okay, well, just push yourself to that 1% more because you'll be different than, than yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. else. So it sort of helps me get out of bed in the morning just to stand out from the crowd. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, so it's International Women's Day this week. We'll hopefully be publishing around the time of International Women's Day. Are there any women that have been like truly inspiring for you? Yeah, I mean, you know, the old adage, my mum, my grandmother, definitely, you know, great independent women. Do you come women. from like a matriarchal family? Or? Uh, no, but, you know, they're strong women and... Yeah. and uh, classic Aussie yeah, women. Yeah, classic Aussie women. Being uh, married to one myself, I know yeah. all about that. <laughs> yeah, they're, you know, they're good. And I really, uh, you know, I have to, someone like... Uh, Cara Goucher as well, right? Because she's she's a, a US runner. She writes for the New York Times. She's the one that did the whole Nike story about the women. So I think, yeah, yeah. you know, someone that's standing up for other women and going out on a limb and, um, you know, really pushing that forward is quite inspirational. And she's, she's great. She's been on a lot of podcasts. Her articles are fantastic. And yeah. I think she's helped a lot of, a lot of women um, get a voice. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll check. I'll check yeah. her out for sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, what's up next for you then? I, we were talking before actually, and you were saying that like you talk, mentioned ASICs before, but you're actually heading to you might be heading to Spain with them soon. Maybe yeah. So there's a bit of travel coming up with them. Woo-hoo, yeah, woo, get on that plane. <laughs> um, and then I think it's it's just trying to fit in some races. Yeah. You know, um, Malaysia seems to be putting on more races at the moment. So yep. there's a couple I'm looking at either June or July, and I'm okay. sort of not to your, you'd hate this, but I, I, it wouldn't be your cup of tea, but I'm looking at a 48-hour one. Um, no, what's the concept of 1K it? loop for 48 hours, as many okay. as you could do. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, no, I mean, like, yeah, I'd be like, and so obviously not around a track. Around a park. Around a park, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that sort of interests me as something completely yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, again, it's, you know, when we're traveling for these, it's just ease of getting to and from and things. So, yeah, yeah so there's a couple for June or July. So hopefully I can get what something What are the ones in. in Malaysia? Do you remember yeah, the name of them? Yeah, um, there's... It's not the Cameron Ultra no, one, is it? No, no, there's quite a few um, that 
one that is not that far out of KL. There's a 100 miler, there's a 100K and a 50K. Yeah. The, I think like the Route 66 or 68 ones, those ones are going ahead. Yeah. Um, and there's another one that's out by the beach somewhere, so a bit more difficult to get to. Yeah. Um, that looks quite quite good too. So I think that it's sort of starting to see dates in the diaries from all of those on the Malaysian sites. So yeah. I figure it's easy to get to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so will you be doing the miler distance on one of these races? Yes, so if I do one of the if if yeah, I would pick the miler distance definitely. Yeah. 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 And, and um I'm not sure if uh, Andre has just given you sort of like an automatic entry yeah, into the maybe. following I'm, year. I'm hoping he has. Yeah, I'm hoping he has. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be fine about it. I'm sure he'll be up for you joining. Um, but uh, but yeah, and so you'll you'll potentially train for that again. Yeah, year, I think yeah. so. And I think there's, you know, hopefully second half of the year, there's some different ones to train for too. So yeah. think, and nice to explore Asia again, yeah. right? You know, I think to try and find some races that are local, support local, yeah. um, would be really good. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's so many amazing races around Asia that like, um, yeah, I mean, obviously UTMF up in Japan, UTMF, Mount Fuji, and then around thailand and like the asia trail master hopefully will start coming back again and all of their and races a, but a lot of people heading to uta as well yes yeah yeah when is that the may okay yeah okay yeah a lot um of people down there you're not heading down for it though no no place. no but i know a lot of people flying down for it so i think yeah. it'll be a that'll be a great event this year oh fuck it feels like life's coming back to normal doesn't <laughs> it yeah, yeah yeah well as i say i'm like hoping to um if i can get the pass to be able to get up to um vietnam for the mountain marathon up there as well but you should definitely check out yes. the, the one in may um the, because yeah if you're going to be there for the sea game so the sea games is going to be in um hanoi. In hanoi most of it is in hanoi the athletics portion i think some of the other sports are a bit outside hanoi but majority is in hanoi sure what what duties are you going to be doing there? uh yeah I think, you're going to be like doing some hosting duties yes yeah, i'm hosting with uh with the a6 athletes from across the region that will be there so uh, all Amazing. being well and all accreditations given that i can actually go then uh yeah then we'll be putting some content together and telling their stories you know no matter what the sport of how they got there and what their training looks like and yeah and how they're faring yeah yeah oh well yeah, we'll be uh, be following that as well, and um, and so the SEA games they have like it's a similar like disciplines as like the Olymp uh, Olympic sports. Yes, is it, yeah. Does it follows straight the sort of IOC. Um, yeah, it's a big year because it's SEA games, it's Asian games, which is even harder to qualify yeah. for, and then the easiest to qualify for is the Commonwealth Games. Yeah, yeah, yeah So yeah, I think yeah. anyone can basically go to the Commonwealth Games now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So you know, for local athletes. It's a it's a massive year for them. Yeah, that's very cool. Well, look, Natalie, I'm glad we got a chance to do this finally, and um, and yeah, look, for, we've been saying we should go out for I'm like not... a run together soon as well. well maybe so, a drink, but maybe then, a bottle of maybe, No, I'm done. <laughs> I need to I need to lay off the booze for a while. But you're like such an early riser. You're up like running five six five six a.m. every morning. Yes. I'm like uh, yeah, I, I'd like you're yeah. in the evening. Well, and you you go to bed at nine thirty. <laughs> I'm probably at like yeah, sort of more like eleven eleven twelve. So, but yeah, we'll definitely get out for a run yes. soon. But no, absolute pleasure having you on. Uh, happy International Women's Day! You like truly are an inspiration. I recommend everyone following your uh, your Instagram handle. If, uh, there probably are already. I mean, not that oh, we've like uh, you've got like uh, yeah four hundred thousand times the listeners that we have. Like our, our one man and his dog. Um, but yeah, like love love talking to you. And like I hope to be able to get a start line uh, with you, or maybe crew you. Maybe like um yeah, maybe seat will will give me the option to be able to crew you in the next. Maybe we can Ultra. swap. Maybe we can crew each other. I mean, point. you'll probably be going for like 48 hours in yeah. that one as well as that 48 round race. So maybe, uh, yeah, maybe Abby, you can you can take down Abby's yeah, mantle yeah. for the Singapore uh, Singapore um, beach backyard. But yeah, great to have you join. Thanks so much, Natalie. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Tell the truthful story if they ever ask. Stop the complaining because things ain't that bad. Hey, Mr. Rick Stockfish, how are you doing? I'm good, Scott. How are you? I'm all right. We're we're, we're doing this outro um, by Zoom because you're in a you're in a house full of COVID, mate. Um, you're, um, although there. you're recovered. Yeah, I'm I'm the one to blame for spreading it around. But yeah, I uh, we're all down with COVID. So my wife, I help her two two little girls, all um all down in time for International Women's Day. Sadly. 
yeah your, your patient zero in the stockfish household well um yeah i think that the singapore is um yeah is a a crazy spike but it does feel like we are um yeah this is the beginning of the end which seems like we're over the hump of it um although um oh yeah yeah i was just looking into like hong kong bloody hell like they, they they've had um like twice as many cases per million people than at the very height in the US and UK. Not that I want to get into talk about COVID. I managed to avoid pretty much no, most no. of it talking to um, talking to Natalie. But um, uh, but yeah, we're just seeing all the races come up. Though is exciting. Exactly. Yeah, I was following Chris um, Chris Vandervelde, and, and it's nice seeing new races getting out into the Canada for the first time in years, and old races coming back. And you know, and it actually feels like you could you could almost get away for a weekend and come back safely and you know have a race while you're there yeah i'm actually i'm i'm starting to plan it i mean chatting to natalie there she's um i i've been um yeah she's gonna get a couple in this year um she was talking about the route 68 which i'll i'll put a link to in the uh in in the show notes but that's in, in malaysia route 68 ultra um and then the actual there's a there's a 202 kilometer 168 150 um but yeah she mentioned she's going to get a, a miler in but i'm actually looking at the um the vietnam um not vietnam yeah vietnam mountain marathon up in supper that's the um yeah, the, that's, that's that's the one. One. yeah. yeah um I'm, I'm looking to go and join david lloyd and the team up there in september um quite keen to get but yeah the the whole calendar is definitely uh is definitely building up yeah and i mean maybe we're seeing the last gasp of some of these virtual events but ben swee's got another good one on over the next month or so in Singapore with the, the mountain goat challenge. He does. I've seen quite a few people, um, quite a few people training for it. Um, there is a, yeah, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be an interesting follow. So it's a 12, it's a six, uh, what's, it, what's the route? It's like six and a half K, 6.7 K. Um, yeah. But yeah, Jean-Henri and, uh, uh, and Phil have both been training hard for it. That did the around the island that we had on. Uh, Roman's been training hard there's a yeah there's a couple of there's one singaporean runner and i forget his name but he's um he's been he's like only like early like mid-20s and um ah i'm gonna have to put a link to his profile in the um uh but he's like got a sort of the pr on the route at the moment as well so i think he's going to be running it so it'll be an interesting one to follow but um yeah ben swee is still knocking out still knocking out all these like crazy routes um he's done a good job getting the community up and running um but talking about a good job getting community up and running like how cool is natalie she's a um yeah she's a just a, an impressive lady and just such um an amazing follow on um on instagram on a rockstar arms um instagram handle and just uh such an such an inspiring lady yeah you're right it's a great follow and uh she lives just down the road from me so it's uh you know checking in on there and seeing that she's been out pretty much rain or shine every morning is uh doesn't leave you with many excuses not to do the same yourself um but yeah she's uh yeah she's a real inspiration isn't she yeah, I mean, she's um, going like doing like hundred up to one hundred and forty fifty k training blocks is um, is just incredible. And uh, yeah, I I really do hope that she manages and um, to get up to four trials next year. I just I can I can see her. It would be interesting to see how she does. And she's so she's going to do a forty eight hour like the one k loop. So that would be another interesting um, interesting one to follow. But, uh, but yeah, I'm interested, Rick, for you, mate, who are, who are like some of your it's International Women's Day today? Who are some of the uh, the women that have inspired you? Well, yeah, I mean, it's pretty hard to look beyond my own uh, four walls, really, at the moment with uh, with two little girls and being a girl dad myself. Um, Double girl dad and uh, you're in a house, a house full of women. Exactly. Yeah. Um, oh, but there's so many. Um, we... Uh, we were just talking about some of the, the the female finishers of the Hong Kong Four Trails. Um, you know, Man it's hard to look this at. year. Exactly, yeah. Man Yi. They're back a bit further with Nikki, and yeah, just amazing. Yeah, I think we've um, yeah we've we've been really lucky to have some incredible women on the uh, on, on the podcast as well. I mean, if you think about sort of um, Red, the kayaker who did the full circumference of uh, of New Zealand, and um, uh, and Jasmine Go, who we had on as part of the, when we last had um, uh, Natalie on as part of the beach backyard preview session, and uh, and she just as we talked about with um, with Natalie just ran a sub three to get a, a place at the the SE SE Games. Um, yeah, I mean, look, with some 
we kind of like lean towards sort of like a female endurance athletes but yeah there's a I mean I've been lucky to work with some um some impressive female leaders and uh at, at my work as well and um yeah like a yeah there's a people like some amazing female leaders in my team as well um but uh but yeah no it's good to it's good to sort of honor some and I was I was pleased to be able to get Natalie on as um as uh, uh in sort of ce celebration of International Women's Day yeah absolutely I and mean, what be what better role model really um and it is I mean we you know we talked about this when we first started the podcast that endurance sports is a great leveler right like it's just not a surprise to see women top of the podium outright at races and that's it's just great um and uh that exposure and the more publicity the likes of Natalie get the better um for what they're doing yeah I mean I we talked about it when because she obviously ran that race in 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 Singapore and uh and won one outright for that 100k and sort of reminded us of Courtney DeWater but yeah I think Courtney is kind of the one that I think it was Moab 240 that she won outright and everyone was like, hold on a second. Like she was a full 12 hours in front of the next person, um, which, um, yeah, which, yeah, it makes it, um, it sort of puts it into perspective a bit like how much of a, how much of a level of this long, long endurance stuff is. Um, yeah, talking of, I was, yeah. I was the, other, the other day about the, the spine race in the UK, where I think, yeah. is it Jasmine Harris has got the outright, yeah outright record on there. I mean, it was interesting because they're talking about kind of taking that spine concept. And I think there's going to be a few more spine races around the world now. Um, but, you know, in large part, thanks to, to Jasmine's success, just smashing that route in the middle of winter um, and coming away with the outright record. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's like, it was sort of widely um, sort of covered around her uh, sort of pumping and dumping as she was still uh, she's like had a young child but I, I think that kind of like takes a little bit away or, uh, around from the actual just should be focusing on the actual endurance feat itself rather than the fact that she was like still uh, still sort of lactating at the time and still um you know it should be focused on just the, the overall performance but yeah she's an incredible lady um but yeah talking about like long endurance stuff the god zone's back again this uh this week i've like been watching it over the weekend our um yeah uh uh team uh, uh of ira still uh, uh um yeah nathan farve's uh leading the way they're four days in and i've been i i highly recommend following on, on facebook and also the the dot watching um but oh god just a gruesome course traveling from the fall from um west coast to um to dunedin in the east and uh yeah the trek that they've been on is like a like i mean it's taken some people like um up to like 60 hours two and a half day like navigational trek through oh what i'll do to be able to get back to a um an adventure exactly. race start line hopefully it'll be um, say, like, yeah. no matter how gruesome it is wouldn't you rather be out there 100 although it looks brutally cold as well it's um it looks pretty pretty chilly up on the um uh, the high Alps there in the Southern Alps of, of New Zealand. Um, very good, mate. Thanks very much. It was, um, yeah, great to get, get an episode out to, um, uh, th this week and, um, celebrate all the amazing women that have been on the podcast and that, um, yeah, we, we get to, uh, get to interact with, um, and yeah, um, looking forward to getting a few more we're just chatting like we need to get ben swear there's a few more race directors that we're we're wanting to get up i'm excited for them to be able to start applying their trade properly again uh this uh this uh this year and hopefully we'll see some of them at, uh, at some start lines but um absolutely uh, i mean i saw i saw david lloyd up at, uh, in vietnam as you mentioned he's he's doing some tours now where you can go up and run with him on his, some of his favorite trails and um you know that it's just going to be great as the borders reopen and uh, yeah people are able to to get back it, out there i i've we've both been saying for a long time like a few on our bucket list is um but yeah getting up to vietnam is uh is one and um and getting up to getting up to taiwan although taiwan's still uh, like there's no vtls at the moment but um we've still got to like knock off uh going through the center of uh of taiwan or get up there for some of their um, their races yeah, yeah, local yeah. beautiful stuff, mate. mate okay speak again soon cheers like the truthful story if they ever ask Stop the complaining cause things ain't that bad